Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Vida y Vino on Bro Taste This, where we break down food, wine, news, and our childhood trauma. I am Luis Pablo, one of your hosts, and with me, as always, is Juan Legend. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We also have Phil Golden Corral. Hello, you beautiful sons of bitches. And it's actually Mother's Day. Make sure you call them. Send them a shitty gift card and a $25 Starbucks card that they're never going to use. We have one of our moms here today. We have Gloria. Hi, everybody. And we have Rachel. Hello. And future mom-to-be, we have A-Rod. Hello. So thank you, moms. Make sure you call your mom today. Make sure. What are you, what are you going to do for your mom today? Still thinking about it like a good son. Still figuring that out. What about Philip? I'm going to send my mama bear a Facebook message saying, hey, I don't come around often, but I love you. <laughs> I, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, let's, let's go with Gloria. Gloria, what do you hope your daughter does on Mother's Day? They will probably get me a card, a handmade card. I think she's three. Your daughter's three years old? No, not her daughter. I think her her track number is three. Follow our ASMR OnlyFans. Do you guys fuck with ASMR? Does anyone here... Does anyone watch ASMR? No, but my daughters do. They watch ASMR? Yeah, they do. What is ASMR? Slime. Slime, ASMR, and then they'll put beats and crunch stuff in it so it's um, i don't do asmr that's no. different than what the asmr i watch it sounds like your children are hard workers they, they the production manufacturing even in their sleep yeah you could say that <laughs> <laughs> they'd like to experiment <laughs> i watch that uh massage asmr or like a uh, barber asmr are you guys aware of that a-rod is because she watches me watch it every single night but what it is is It'll be like someone getting a massage or getting like a chiropractor adjustment. Oh, no, the cracking. <laughs> yeah, the cracking. But like specifically, it has to be like Indian, Asian, <laughs> ethnicity. Yeah, they got to be like minority, minority. There's this guy from, uh, I think, Thailand who does like $2 street massages. I've like seen every single one of their uploads because he doesn't upload. It's just different people from like the ASMR massage community. Who visit him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who specifically visit him. It, there was and, and Thai people are known for having the most audible cracking noises for bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're constantly happy and under stress from a powerful regime of a monarch. I, I taught in Thailand. I know what I'm talking about. Here, I folks. have a question. Do you guys, since like Asians are really good with their hands, like giving massages, do you think? <laughs> or is that a stereotype? I guess, maybe. Do you guys think they give like really good like handies? I think. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? I think it's more Sweden, right? I, I like to think they do. More Norwegian. I mean, like, wishy-washy. Isn't isn't it like famous that um, going to you go to like an Asian beauty ma- uh, parlor or something like that, and then uh, many many times they do something else that they haven't advertised like publicly. Happy endings. That's what it's called. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what they do. Uh, Did you get one when you got Thailand? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what do you hope your uh, your two little boys do? What do you mean, like, with their life? For, <laughs> no, for, happy for, mo- <laughs> <what you mean. laughs> for Mother's Day, you goose. Oh, you guys 
topic on me like that. No, for Mother's Day. Um, not wine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, what I hope they do. Like what? What's the the gift or presentation you hope you know they what? do? I just hope for like a cute comment and like some cuddles. That's all I hope for because realistically, when they make me something, it just gets, you know, thrown out. <laughs> Not because it's just because you know, like you try to keep something, and you're like, I want this. It's so cute. I'm gonna keep it for the future, and then all of a sudden, it's like in a ball in the corner, full of like stuff, and you just then you throw it out, you know. So I really just hope for that moment. How old are you, Gloria and Rachel's kids? Let's start with Gloria. My girls are eight and sixteen. Eight and sixteen. Rachel, how old are your kids? Five and seven. Five. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying she's got a seven-year-old and you have an eight-year-old. So. Yeah, one of them's close to it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The other one's 10 years gone. The other one's, uh, she's a teenager. Yeah, she's a full, damn, so is she in high school now? What's, 16, bro. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> how old are kids now? What do you mean, how old are when they go to When they go to high school. 14. Has that changed? 13, 14, yeah. Depends on when their birthday lands. Well, now that sh- what their SAT scores are. That's true. Well, now that uh, your oldest is in high school, what's your biggest fear? Ooh, there's a lot of fear. Are you guys scared of like school shootings? Start off heavy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. You didn't even let her answer the first one. Let, let her that's, answer. A, that's a really gnarly hard first question. <laughs> how, how about... Let's, let's Yo, yo. No, sorry. <laughs> what are your Mother's Day plans? Uh, how do you feel about school shooters? We like to jump right into it here. <laughs> we like to jump right in. Craft macaroni and shells, gun shells. So, all right, all right. All right, so kids, we all know they're huge mac and cheese fans. Yes, and it does not matter are, what age. <laughs> I was going to say, are they, I, I think they're more like a craft fan. But in your opinion, is it more baked or craft? The yellow, out-of-the-box cheese. Good. Mac and cheese. That's what I thought. Let's move on. School shootings. Thoughts. <laughs> Wait, actually, before we go to school shootings, do you put little pieces of ham in your mac and cheese? A little hot Bacon, dogs? A little, pro- little, a little prosciutto. A little prosciutto. A little Parmesan cheese. Nothing, just exactly how it comes out of the box. That's how they just like it. Just as God intended. All right, I like that. I like Phil, that. can you tell Gloria your mac and cheese story that you made for your uh, girlfriend at the time? Oh my god, I was uh, yeah, I was trying to impress. Uh, <clears throat> I was a young buck. I was eighteen. You're and, still uh, a young buck. What are you saying, bud? I, I'm over the hills now. I'm my expiration date. But I was eighteen. I was trying to impress from a regular mac and cheese, right? Uh, so I decided to make an oven baked little craft, little craft bake, little breadcrumbs on there. I figured since I put it in the oven, I didn't have to boil the noodles because it, it, it would have cooked it itself in the oven. Oh no! So, so you put dry noodles and cheese all by itself. Oh, I put I I buttered the pan. <laughs> I put the noodles on there. Put cheese on there. <laughs> oh. I followed the correct did, procedure. Yo, did you guys even make it like two spoonfuls into it? Oh, she crunched. <laughs> she crunched. The best, the best part about the story, because I've heard it before, is Phil, Phil very proudly 
was like, no, this shit is great. I, I killed it. You probably cost thousands of dollars in dental damage that night. <laughs> but she, a, a very kind, very kind soul she was. But uh, yeah, that's my mac and cheese story right there. If you, if you guys need any help around the kitchen, just you know who to call. Okay, let, let, seriously though, are you guys afraid of like school shootings? <laughs> like because they're so prominent. I now. am. I am. Yeah. So just um, this current school year yeah there was like a lockdown and they thought there was a school shooting yeah no, and i was calling my daughter uh-huh. making sure she was okay and it's scary no it that's really really scary yeah because when we were in high school like i don't know about we all went to different high schools at different times but we had a we had a bomb threat when we were like juniors in high school and then like i remember just being released from school at like 2 p.m and we just got on the bus and they're like school's early and they didn't tell us anything and no nothing we didn't find out until the next day and what's crazy is the kid who called the bomb threat, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he lived like two blocks away from me, and I would talk to him every day on the bus. Oh, wow. That, 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 that's always the case with these people that call in bomb threats, like trying to get out of a school thing or like this is trying to make a scene. No, I thought there was another one where they emailed the school and they emailed from the library and they got busted. Remember that? That was the same one. That was the same one? All right. Yeah. Hmm. And you know what this, I knew this kid was weird because he, <laughs> he told us that his mom was hot. Like he said that to us. Was he oh, white? Was yeah, he was white. I knew it. Brought you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Phil, what'd you say? Uh, that's the perfect uh, for the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> exactly. It was just a proud son. Sounds about white. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, way down in the house, I. <laughs> yo, yo. Yo, um, I mean, but like continuing on that theme, like what, what is it about that, that, that scares you? Like, what, like, what would you say to like older people? Like, let's say I'm an old man, I'm 70 and I'm sitting there telling you, man, you young people, like you're all sensitive. Like your kids are fine. They like, they're just, they were just as bad in my day, you know, like whatever. Like it's it's just the news trying to scare you like what would you like say to somebody like they're fine until they're not you know you want to make sure that everything's perfect but it's not you can't control everything you can't all right all right right. are you scared about the same thing or your kids are young so i don't know if you if you even think about that yet um, I don't think so around this area. I think if I lived in an inner city um, or somewhere where there's just kind of more guns and more exposure to guns. I know there's like hunting and stuff out here, but I think it's a little different for someone bringing in a shotgun than someone bringing in like a little, you know, pistol or something. So, yeah. So I think that kind of the kid exposure to guns and the accessibility to guns might be smaller here than it is in the inner city. So I think no, because of where I live in Lake Geneva and I kind of am comfortable with the area then versus like when I was living in Chicago for sure, you know, but not here. You you do read a, a lot about um, shootings, like just from following like Madison area, like newspapers or, or Milwaukee area newspapers, like they're, they are constantly like posing Oh, like a gang shooting outside of the school or something like that. But also, like, like let's be honest, like a lot of uh, disturbed uh, individuals come out of like suburbs and small towns, and 
Yeah, I, and, I agree. And and uh, those sort of backgrounds. So I I don't know that like you're ever like necessarily essentially like isolated from the problem. You know what I mean? No, but I mean, how many guns are in each household? I guess is what it is. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying because I totally agree. The weird kids are always the ones from like out here, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, there we go. That was bogus. Maybe I shouldn't have called them weird when I think about it, you know. But the, yeah, the disturbed. Yeah, I mean, we know what we mean though. Like the 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 kids who are like made to be outcasts or like a little bit like on the fringes of their social circles, you know, like people who, you know, aren't necessarily thriving with like a hundred friends and like oh, well, like, I'm going to call my girlfriend today and, like, I'm going to spend, like, five, like, hours with my best friend and then I'm going to hang out with a different friend later. Like, like usually the kids that do pursue that route aren't necessarily thriving, you know? Like, and, and yeah, that's what, just what I was saying. Like, while you're right about, like, inner city, like, um, having its own set of dangers and, like, gang violence, you're totally right. Cause, Which is huge. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, but I was just saying, like, we aren't isolated by it. Just, like, from the fact of us... Cause, cause like I went to a different high school from you guys and I heard about like two or three different, um, potential, uh, school threats that were like, that happened while I was like still of high school age. So like, I don't know. I just don't want that to get ignored. You know, like we still get that shit out here, you know? like. Well, I mean, it doesn't stop in high school. It continues in colleges too. Yeah. But what are the statistics? Is what I'm saying between the inner cities versus here, like how you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're talking about mass shootings, so I was gonna say small shootings they can happen anywhere. Yeah, especially in bigger cities, yes. Well, but, but mass shootings, but but, that, but but that's a that's a messed up part thing though is the narrative of it because like for like a suburban lone wolf like oh he was uh you know mentally disturbed or something like that when you go to the inner cities like oh it's gang violence or it's black on black crime it's like it's as opposed to like gun shooting like oh like a yeah maybe it's just shootings is racist right is this where we get it at could be racist too yeah we didn't think about that yet um let's get <laughs> let's go to a much a much lighter <laughs> let's go to a much lighter topic one that will actually uh make you guys happy uh what is one thing that you love about your child today now you both have two children two girls and two boys respectively what's one thing let's start with uh gloria what's one thing that you love about your children like in like one word about each one yeah or it could be like this trait or this personality trait or well there's a pretty big age, age difference, age difference. Well, yeah. so um what i love about my oldest is that her perseverance she strives, yeah. you know, to be. Um, she's an athletic, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she she loves her sports, and so her perseverance to do her best. Yeah, it requires a lot going doing sports and on top of education. So, oh yes, yeah, but she loves it. She actually does better in school when she's in sports. That's actually really <laughs> interesting because I know that that's one thing they always hold over their head of the student athletes. They're like, well, you're a student athlete, student first. And that was always one thing that was preached to us from my uh, soccer coach, which was like, if your grades aren't up, like, we will bench you. Like, we will fucking sit you out. Like, we don't give a fuck. Like, you could be, we we don't care if you're the best player. Like, if you don't have your grades up, you will not play. Mm-hmm. And then she's, she's like that. She needs that little bit of kind of pressure, you could say, mm-hmm. for her to do good in school. <laughs> yeah. 
No, definitely. Um, let's go to Rachel for your oldest, and then we'll go back to Gloria. Um, I would say that my oldest is very like empathetic, and he's super sweet. So if he comes up and talks to you, the first thing he'll do is put his hand on his your back and just rub it a little bit. And then say what he has to say. And it's just the cutest thing. But he's always definitely trying to make you feel good and very just aware of everyone's emotions. And I really appreciate that about him. He's very sweet. I've spent a lot of time with your oldest just through like hanging out with you. And he has never done that once. To you? Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't. I mean. <laughs> and we've spent a lot of time together. Like no, no, he no, knows no, no, who no. I am. Yeah, but it's not like a normal no 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 no. but it's just like when you're sitting on the couch randomly it's not like a new stranger comes in the door and just he's rubbing your back it's like when you're sitting on the couch he'll come up to you it's totally different Arod just showed a video of your oldest who you're talking about being an empath now kicking me in the back while i'm while i'm wrestling with your youngest okay but that's because you're wrestling like you're bringing that out of him that's like completely no, different they brought that out of me no, <laughs> they they were messing with me that day. No, 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 no. Okay, that's so not true. That is a hundred percent true. No, it is not. Like on the report cards, or any like comment I've ever gotten from a teacher, is he is the sweetest person. He's always like making kids feel better. Like it's just he's sweet. Or I was shopping on Sheen the other day, and he goes, "Huh, all these girls have really great hair." <laughs> that was his only comment. <laughs> but he's just. <laughs> Have really great hair, he said. He's like, why do all these girls have really great it's cause, hair? Because they get paid, honey. That's why. Because they well, get paid to do this. If they're friends, it might be a different story. He's a menace. No, 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 no. He's he's a sweetie. My other one, though, my youngest is just a dick. I mean, a hundred percent. Every time I've, uh, yeah, he's he's fucked with us a couple. But times. he's hilarious. I mean, he's like he's not. I'm not saying he's like a terrible kid. His just personality is definitely more bold and. Um, just funny, more character for sure. In my youngest, yeah, yeah no. confident kids. Your oldest one sounds like he's pretty aware of like the like situation, yeah. awareness, you know. Yeah, and the youngest one just does not care. Yeah. yeah what about uh, Gloria? What about your uh, your youngest? What are you most proud of? My youngest is super confident. Yeah. She's very confident of herself, and she's kind of like your little one or your oldest. She's she's very caring. You know, she'll care about the other little kids, help them out, and she loves to read. Well, you know. <laughs> Definitely didn't get that one from me, though. <laughs> she's uh, seven or eight? She's eight. So she's eight, and her oldest is seven, who's seven. also empathetic. So. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe we got to set up a play date. Be, yeah, <laughs> we can have a play date. Oh, uh, no, that's awesome. Do you guys both think that they took after both of you? Or do you think, uh, let's start with Rachel on this question. Did they did they take after you or did you say no? Um, they both got a little sass to them and they 100% yeah. got that from me. Um, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of traits in like of me and them, but I see a lot from like my sister too, which is like weird because she's not around much, especially because she lives now in, I don't even know what the county is called, but it's weird to have her not really be around them but see so much of her in them you know so yes of me but also i see a lot of like traits from my family what about gloria <laughs> that's funny that she says that because i tell my um my sister yeah. that my daughters are more her daughters than they're mine that's so interesting <laughs> because they have like um the same features that she does like 
how troublemakers they are too and stuff and just like features that she has i'm like you know what my kids are more your kids than they're mine sometimes <laughs> Like yes like yeah like, you know my sisters are on my my daughters all the time and stuff like but yeah i especially with Adlo. they take after her a lot mm-hmm. with, with traditional like family values and like roots and stuff like that that's how it's almost designed to be right like that's saying it takes a village to raise a child yeah mm-hmm Yeah. Y'all pitching. How about you, Rachel? It sounds like you're on the other side of the spectrum. No comment. We'll leave it there. God bless. Plead the fifth. Do you, do you ladies feel like you learned or bring a, any like m- mothering strategies from your own time as a child, like spending time with your own mothers? Like, do you basically feel like you learned, or do you feel like you've learned anything with your mom that you know you wanted to implement with your own child? Mm, Kind of the opposite, a little bit. Okay. Meaning, like, when I was a kid, my mom worked so much that she couldn't make it to any, well, not any, but a lot of our, like, Christmas concerts or um, volleyball games, you know? Yeah. yeah. So when I had my daughters, I made it to every single game. You made it in every, oh, yeah. 100%. I actually just I came from that. a soccer game right now. <laughs> and I froze. I, you know, rain or shine, snow, I will be on those bleachers. But how, how do you, like, I know one, I think once I become a parent, I'm going to be full on, like, soccer dad, base pass. What are you doing, ref? Uh, is that loud? <laughs> we can edit it. Uh, I mean, I will be that guy on the stands. Don't. Like, don't. <laughs> My dad did that to me a couple times. Got kicked out a few times. Please don't. Uh, uh, I the are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm more of a supportive mom, you know? Yeah. You know, go jeans. <laughs> how about yourself, Rachel, Adriana? Do you, um, how, like, do you guys here or did you guys experience anything with your own mothers as a children that you wanted to implement with like your future children in your case adriana and your current children uh rachel to stick like on a good note um you, you, can, say, like, you can say the you bad shit too um nah I'm gonna stay to that good note, but uh, I would say my mom is a very strong woman and a very independent woman. And as it is okay to like have your feelings, it doesn't matter. You still need to get up and you need to move and you need to move forward. And I've definitely um, learned that strength from her, and it's something that I like take dear to myself. And that I've definitely um, I don't want to say drilled into my children, but. I'm shown them like it's okay to feel away but you need to keep moving and that's with like anything if they fall okay like you're okay but stop crying and get up and I know that may sound harsh but like it has gotten me very far in like where I am and helped me get through a lot of things and I value that my mom's that way and I'm very appreciative that she has given me that trait yeah that is very true my mom is pretty independent and you know growing up she was a single mom so 
you know, independent and just kind of get up and keep going all the time, no matter what, just keep keep going. So she was a very, very strong lady. And same thing with my mom. You know, my parents were separated when I was young. So same thing as you two ladies have been saying, like my mom's very strong and independent and just, it's fine. You can fall down, but you can get back up. Learn it all. Yeah. She didn't know how to do anything. She didn't know how to speak English. She didn't even know how to pump gas. But she got me. She raised me. Yeah. I'm all right, but she did a good job. <laughs> she did the best she could. <laughs> well, now we make our choices. Now that, you know, we're grown and stuff like that, they did the best that they could with what they knew. And now as adults, we get to make our own choices of how we want to live our lives. And just having like the willpower to do so, you know? I mean, I feel like that's definitely something you're raised into. Like you're raised into being lazy or you're raised into being strong or you're raised into being independent and like self-reliant. And I'm like, honestly, just so grateful that my mom gave me that. That actually brings me into uh, a question that I wanted to ask. And, uh, you know, I was speaking about it briefly earlier, but now that you are a mom and you're speaking to how, you know, all, all three of the females across from me, um, grew up with single moms and independent women. Now that each of you, Rachel and, and Gloria are now moms, do you now see, from your mother's point of view, how she raised you and how maybe some of the stuff that you were put through, not necessarily because of their fault or because of circumstance, um, are you more empathetic about that? Are you more forgiving the older you get? Like, okay, I all that bullshit that I was like holding against them, like what was she supposed to do? Like it's not her fault. Right, you know, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when they're little yeah you don't really think about that stuff you know and i think i came to realize more now that i have a teenage daughter yeah (laughs) of all the stuff that you know i put my mom through you know and now my daughter's putting me through that stuff and i tell her the same things you know like no you can't go out no you can't you know come back at 12 one o'clock in the morning And when I was a teenager, I didn't understand why. Like, why can't I come back home late? What's so wrong about being with my friends? And I'm telling the same thing to my daughter. Like, hey, you can't be out, you know, out partying or even, you know, out with your friends so late because you have a school night or, you know. It's hard because, like, you you have to, like, explain to them why it can't happen. You can't just say, because I said so. Because I said so. (laughs) Even though you do sometimes, I'd be like, no, because I said so. But now you have to. I know, I know. It is hard. Yeah, because I'm now 26, and I think about my dad at this age, and he had three kids by the time he's my age. And, like, you know, so the older I've gotten, I've been more aware of some of the stuff that he's been through, but not, you know, not just my father, but my mother. And, you know, especially you realize more and more, like, oh, it wasn't their fault. Like, they were just doing the best job they could. Like, it, it ultimately just, like, it's through circumstance and through times, but do both of you or either of you think that being a parent now due to social media, due to all these external factors is much harder to be a parent? 100%. 100%. Like you think that you can't just be like a good parent now. Now you got to be like their social media manager. How many views are they getting on TikTok? How many hours they can spend on a device? Yeah. I was going to say, social media plays a big part on how your children's character becomes. Video games, who Their personalities and stuff, because it influences them a lot, 
you know, I see it on my little one, you know, when she sees these videos and she'll send me, you know, some videos she'll be like, see, mommy, this is why you can't be mad at G's because of, you know, so-and-so video said that if, you know, she talks back to you, it's not because she's talking back to you, it's because of so-and-so, you know, so it really, <laughs> social media definitely makes it a lot harder and she's only eight, you know, so. The developing tactics, like, you know what? This makes sense. Like, <laughs> mm. Then I'm like, no, this makes perfect different. sense for an eight-year-old. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. She's like, hey, going on 16, so I got two 16-year-olds. <laughs> what about Rachel? I wish he would. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, I don't. I think because my kids are younger, it's not too big of an influence. Just because when they hear something, or like when I'm sitting there and they hear something bad, go like streaming through like TikTok they look right up at me because they know, you know, like they, they've got a good grasp on like what I think is okay. And they know when they got to turn it off or swipe the other way, at least when I'm around, you know? Um, but they also do go to a Catholic school and I know that sounds, I don't know how that sounds, but they, um, St. Francis is pretty good at like drilling in morals and like what's right and what's wrong and not saying that they're always going to listen to it. But at this age, they're so pray the gay away. Um, ain't, that gay ain't going away, sweetie. My son is, <laughs> he's it, it a fairy. <laughs> um, but nah, I think it's just like, just moral wise, like they know, like when yeah. one of them talks back to me, they're like, oh no, you're not supposed to do that. You know? So they're pretty good at like, they do like the Bible stuff every day. So their minds are little sponges. So they're very, I think, aware of what's right and what's wrong. And not saying, obviously, I'm not the most Christian mother. Like, <laughs> let's be real. But at least they get it from there and they know, you know. Wait for them to get home and be like, Mom, why aren't you this or that? Oh, my, no, my kids ask me all the time. Like, why aren't you married? Or what? They, they, they be asking me questions, but... I just go. Uh, I don't know. Is, do you guys feel comfortable talking about your marital status and you know Papa, or would you guys prefer not to? Are apps helpful or unhelpful? Like appetizers. Like what do you go? Like is that what you meant by apps? That's right. Appetizers, nacho. Do it like on a first date. Do we lean more into the nachos, cheese curds, something more vegetable based because you're, you're um, trying to be dairy free and you get gassy? Like what are your thoughts here? Just kidding. No, obviously. <laughs> I meant dating apps, Tinder, Bumble. What do we think? Christiansonly.com. Yeah, Christian, yeah, farmers uh, meet, uh, Asians meet, Catholics meet. A very trendy one all right now? Uh, Ginger meet. You can, you can email prisoners and all this stuff, inmates, locked up in I don't love. do apps. That's not for me. I can barely text anyone back, so <laughs> I'm just not about it. If you don't catch my attention, you have to really catch my attention, and I feel like over text message of just like basic conversation to begin with, it's not gonna happen. It's just not for me. Do you do you guys feel like romance is dead? Mine. Well, well I mean, most of it's online now. Like as they were saying, like mm, it's a very generic blanket statement. But at the same time, I think define romance. Yeah, I guess it changes from person to person, right? Like someone might be wowed by opening the door. Somebody might be wowed by like paying for dinner, whereas like. Now that you say that, we actually, not too long ago, we did the five love languages. I was just going to say, that's like a... And we've, spoken about, yeah. Yeah. we've spoken about it on the show many times. Yeah. yeah. So mine is affection, you know? 
So my, my type of romance would be affection. So mm -hmm. a hug, uh, grab my hand or whatnot, you know. That's by my romance where it's somebody else could be, like you said, the acts of service. The oh, opening the door. Service, the quality time. Taking out the garbage, something simple. Neglect. Neglect isn't... I always had That's a feeling love you were like a <laughs> physical touch kind of person. Um, all right, now let's let's really reel it back <laughs> to a much uh, lovelier question. Uh, what are you guys doing for your mothers on Mother's Day? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My daughters usually um, they'll do like a breakfast on bed, mm. so I, oh, that's cute. they tend to do breakfast on bed, and then, like I said, they do little cards and or you know draw little pictures for me or some type of craft thing. Yeah. Are they um, doing that for grandma too? Probably, yeah. What are you doing for uh, mama? She likes to go to Chinese buffets, so <laughs> so we will definitely be taking her to a Chinese buffet. <laughs> What's that uh, place called? Royal or is it Royal Buffet? Yeah, that's the one she likes. So that one, Hoffman Estates. That one is fucking fire. Yes, yes. What's the other Rockford one that you took me to, or like? Near McHenry or some shit? No, not Sushi King. Not Sushi King. It was a Chinese one. We went together, just you and I. I oh, Golden Chopsticks. Golden Chopsticks. Yes. I was going to say, you guys go there a lot, too. <laughs> I had a friend who used to line her purse in a plastic bag and just dump them crab goods in there. Oh, hell. <laughs> I was... <laughs> it, it wasn't me. But I'm just saying, I used to love to watch that shit. <laughs> Stay classy, everybody. Stay yeah, classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be that person. But it was hilarious to watch. Tip your buster. <laughs> tip your buster, ladies and gentlemen. If you're going to take advantage like that, you better tip them like 20 bucks. <laughs> have you guys gone to the sushi place? Like Sushi King, for example, where if you don't eat every... You have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I eat every piece. The one across from me has put me through hell like five <laughs> times. She'll like order one roll too many, and then I order like a fucking monster who hasn't ate in weeks. And then I'll eat to the point where I'm like, I got to throw up. And she'll just have a whole California roll in front of her, and she's like, I can't finish this. California roll. Don't call me basic. It's something better than that, usually. What'd you say, Adriana? I said I do not have California rules. Do not call me basic because I'll have something way better than that. And it's it's been better. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ain't that basic. She's a shrimp tempura kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> we all know Adriana over there. No matter what it is, I still have to fucking eat like eight, like eight pieces of sushi later. And then I'm like, yo, I cannot fucking move. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to find a some way. This isn't natural. This is going to be a extremely unnatural transition. But I wanted to find a way to bring up like some, lo I guess, daily news that was kind of broken today, oh, yeah. um, and that kind of had like that brings up a subject that we wanted to talk about anyways. Which oh, is, you are know, we talking about bad bad babies? Uh, fifty no, million shut up, dollar shut up, fans? shut up. We're not going to talk about that she right now. She made fifty million dollars. Shut the fuck fans. up. Shut the fuck up. We're not going to talk about that right now. Yo. We're not going to switch the subject. Shut up. Um, I guess what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whoa, I guess whoa, that's that's the end. Whoa, that's the plugs. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. I guess what I wanted to bring up was uh, earlier today or last night, if I'm not mistaken, there was 
some news that was uh, broken with the American Supreme Court, uh, specifically that one of the judges and or the judges altogether had uh, uh, written a draft that they were going to later in July release the fact that they were going to overturn Roe versus Wade, which Roe versus Wade is like the law of the land of the 50 United States right now that essentially like or uh, quantifies or makes certain, I guess, regulations and protections uh, firm and solid for all uh, all American citizens in the 50 United States, not just one specific state. Uh, uh, like on a federal level. Yeah, on a federal level, protecting, like, abortion rights. Um, but, like, they're they're talking about if, if this report is to be be- believed, right? Because this... Like th- things, things change, right? But if this is to be believed, like, would you ladies, ca- like, cause, do you ladies care about abortion that much? First of all, and if so, like, could you like expand a little bit about that? What is it that like makes you care about it? Like, would you care if the American Supreme Court were to take away the rights to say have your daughter like make a mistake? And then suddenly she wants to take that route and suddenly that route is like taken away from her and, and she's forced to go like a certain path. Like if, if we could have you ladies um, expand on that. To summarize, pro-life, pro-choice. But, but also, I mean, it's quite literally maybe happening today right now, which is a little I bit... I think mo- it's a woman's choice Yeah. to decide what, you know, we want to do with our bodies. Well, she didn't seem to disagree. In fact, I, often, I, I think it's a woman's choice <laughs> <laughs> Which I can see that, I can see that, but it's like in reality, if you force a woman to have a child, what's going to happen to that child? But there should be limitations on that. Like, I, I 100% agree, like, it is a woman's choice. However, you still have a responsibility as a human to another human life. You know, like, it's one thing to decide that, hey, you know, like, I don't want to go through with this. And it's another thing to have a baby who can live on its own and been like, you know what? Nah, like if you're going to do that, do it at an, I wouldn't say an appropriate time, but like a responsible time, you know, it, it, it really goes digs deep into like further sexual education, you know, like resources for kids. Cause like, you know, uh, we, any of us could have been, you know, how old were you guys when you guys had your, your pregnancies? You were a teen mom. See, do you think if you had more resources of awareness that like, not that, not to say that I was a regret. No, or no, no, like that, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I've, you get the looks like people will ask me, oh, how old's your daughter? You have two daughters. Shit. Yeah, I do. How old are they? Eight and 16. And they look at me and you get the stare of like, that yeah, they do. They Where do. They're like, oh, wait, <laughs> the gears are running in their brains. Like, oh, yeah. Imagine what people think yeah. of me. Yeah. So I get that. So, no, I, it, it's fine. But in the Hispanic culture, you know, growing up, you don't talk about sex, you know? You don't really talk about, or birth control or anything like diablo? that, you know? So. Yeah, I said, es el diablo. Es el diablo. The Puritan Catholic values yeah. are instilled into us, you know? Yeah, I think in Catholic in general. Always avoid uncomfortable conversations. We're talking over each other. We're talking over each other. Not to mention that Mexicans are like against birth control. That's what My I'm mom about. was very upset. 
My mom like disowned me when she figured out that I was on birth control. Really? Yeah. She got over it, obviously, but she was not okay with it. Yeah, and I, you know, sex ed has been uh, getting cut more and more from like education, and you know, parents feel like my my son Daniel shouldn't be taught what goes the birds and the bees, which is you know a, a separate topic to be had. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have that be our next question. Um, no, but yeah, definitely. You know, you both had kids before twenty one, twenty. I was twenty. I was gonna say I was sixteen. Yeah. So. In your late teens, essentially. So, right, mm-hmm. right, right. No, so I, I mean, it's that's uh, hard, you know, being a teen mom. Continuing with the subject, though, ladies, do you guys like say like the worst case scenario that like the people are are saying today happens and they do overturn the right to an abortion in many states? Would you guys care that your children have to put up with those conditions or? Like, would you just say it is what it is and, like, you just kind of have to keep on trucking, I guess? No, not necessarily. I think it shouldn't It shouldn't be somebody else's decision, you know, to make yourself to either have, a, you know, either to have or not have a baby. You should, because, you know, what if you get raped? Yeah, they only want to allow, like, crazy circumstance, like rape uh, for... Yeah, for for abortions. And someone uh, who was on the podcast previously had mentioned uh, the father should have say in whether or not the mom keeps a child. Uh. Which is that was it takes a huge toll on a woman's body. I don't think like your body will never be the same and like some more than others, you know, like you can be fortunate. But even if you're fortunate, it's it's still unfortunate. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how your experience was with your two kids. I had to have C-sections with actually both of them because I, I would have died. With my oldest, you know, my pregnancy, wonderful. Completely wonderful. You know, I was walking up and down and, you know, it was a good pregnancy. But then the labor was really, really bad to the point where, you know, I had... Um, uh, seizures and stuff i passed out i hemorrhaged i you name it i had it you That's know terrifying. i had yeah i had transfusions done in order to be alive today <laughs> but with terrifying my, it is it is very it, terrifying it, some people don't really understand the whole process of it because like here i am I'm, I'm on tv like oh it's an overnight thing there's just uh, uh, for like six hours and the baby pops out sometimes no like your bones hours. are moving like yeah. you're yeah. like you don't understand like it is it's literally a miracle like it is and insane I, I, I was gonna say like playing onto that like if you think about it like obviously back then it used to be much more dangerous but even nowadays, it's oh, not especially a if you're thing. a black woman, you know you what I mean? Like Jesus, like tell me why that's what I was gonna work on to. That's, that's like down to neglect, like, which is sad e- even like black and that. and Latina Racist. women like face quite literally some of like the worst rates of of giving birth, of dying like while giving birth, like while compared to their white counterparts, like like and, and not just to say that like that that's what we should be focused on, but like that's one part of it, but also like the fact that you know, like we said, it's not a for sure thing. Like when a woman goes in there, it's kind of playing Russian roulette. I'm not going to say it's a chance of one in six. It is. No, but no it, it you know, now that you, you, know you kind of I mean? say that it, it completely is. Cause you, like I yeah. said, back with my daughters, my first pregnancy was pretty bad or my labor was bad. But then with my second daughter, the pregnancy 
was pretty bad because I had the morning sickness every single day, you know. Morning sickness is a bitch. I saw my mom yes, deal with that. Yes, and it She's was a all tough lady, throughout but that the shit, nine like, months. Put her like, to her knees it it didn't just last the first trimester for yeah. me. It was like I smelled fried food and I was in the bathroom. Yeah. But the the delivery, you know, the labor was super fast. You know, it was easy. Easy in quotations because it hurts. <laughs> it definitely hurts. Yeah. So with my C, why I had to get a C-section actually is because um, I was going to die. But also like the baby's heart rate was dropping too. So like both we were both just going downhill because I wouldn't dilate. I don't expect you guys to know what that is. Um, I do that every time I take a shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine not being able to take that shit. Right? It's just backing up, baby. <laughs> no but um yeah yeah talking about back in the day i would have been out (laughs) um but no i um that was rough i think it was a total of 29 hours is what i was in labor for yeah it it was really bad and because i was stuck in label labor i wasn't able to get painkillers because painkillers only last a certain amount of time and you can only have them so often um so it was actually a really grueling process and thank god that women i made with hormones that actually make us forget the pain of labor which is also super insane if you didn't know um yeah we actually are like god made to um forget about the pain of labor like it is a hormone and we just forget which is super cool i just finished my ob clinical actually so i know a lot about this and with race it isn't because of african-american or hispanic descents that are more um prone to getting hemorrhages and dying from labor it's actually due to the fact of location and the hospitals and honest to god like racial discrimination when it comes to women dying um which is really sad but it is true and unfortunate so yeah there's definitely a list of variables like 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 you mentioned the resources allocated to that vicinity you're if you're in a big city and like you're under it's honestly comes to being like also understaffed in those cities and you know you have a bunch of patients in labor and someone's saying, oh, something hurts. You're like, okay, I'm going to come back to them. But you're busy delivering this baby. It kind of, it's sad to say, like, slips your mind or slips your priority list. But it happens. And it shouldn't happen. And hospitals should be more reliable for that. However, it does. And it's, like, super sad. I mean, uh, who really believes doctors? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just say Dr. Fauci's not doing them favors. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I wanted to get to a certain topic, though, uh, that kind of low-key got brought up at my job earlier today. Um, my, like the Nostradamus of my job. I have this gentleman who I worked with named Mike. Every time he happens to mention something, even like the slightest bit, bit to, uh, political, it just happens. Like he mentioned Ukraine and Russia a few months ago. Suddenly they're at war. He mentioned like uh, he mentioned abortion like five days ago suddenly like some shit happens with with that as a subject and uh yeah like i had i had asked him a little bit about like 
um, our company's FMLA policy, like parental leave and shit like that. And it just like kind of riled him up and got him going. I was just asking him as a curious employee, like wondering, like curious like, George, for, for for like trying to plan for the future. He's stepping in bullshit. And, and like this guy, like saw it as a bear trap or a bullseye. And he's like, like latched onto that shit like a pit bull, right? He he just started like ranting about how like it's bullshit that like men get um six weeks of paid uh, parental leave, just the same as like the mothers at our company. Um, and I wanted to open that up to you two ladies. What are your thoughts on uh, parental leave as a whole and specifically men taking parental leave or, um, yeah, I think they leave? should. I think they definitely should because after you have a baby, your body takes a big toll. You're tired. And then you have a little one that you have to care for that at the beginning couple months will wake up every two to three hours. So the best thing that you could, you know, do for your significant other is be there and help them out get a couple more hours of sleep so it's not total bullshit like some socialist bernie sanders bullshit. i don't think it's bullshit because if you have the help you know i don't know though i gotta show you this tucker carlson video i'll, I'll send it to you later i'll send that to you later what about you rich uh, i think it <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh, maybe I got some PTSD <laughs> going on because <laughs> I've got like hard feels on this. Um, I think that it like depends on your partner. And I know that there's like no law that can say that. But unfortunately, no, there, no, there are laws that, that do say that there are quite literally democracies. No, I'm saying that, that like depending on your partner, tell their workforce <laughs> to take a year off and spend time with um, their children. But you mean should males get the same time as females? I don't know. It depends. I know. That's why I'm asking them. It's hard because like, Unfortunately, in like my circumstance, if my partner would have been around at the time when I had the baby, he would have just been chilling, you know, and that shit would have just pissed me off. So kind of it depends how active your partner is and if they are a good dad, because if they are, I want to say and I hate to say like most dads aren't good because that's not what I'm trying to say. But a mother kind of is forced into that mother situation. You have to do what you have to do versus with a male, it's a choice. And I think that that's where that differentiation comes from is that is that father actually going to use that time to be there and an active parent and like a contributor to the healing process of the woman and the raising of the child because that is something that like realistically does have to be taken into account because there's not very many men who are comfortable holding first of all a newborn and I, I hate to say this but like it's I mean you know their little delicate things are scared and are actually gonna like put forth the effort that's like needed when it comes to that so I understand a works work standpoint of like hey okay so what's this time actually going to be used for and I I don't know, but it, but it could just be my experience too. So that's really hard to like judge. I think with my experience, I mean, the girl's dad was, it was fabulous to be honest, you know. God bless. Help me to That's one of the good guys. Yeah. But like, what's that percentage, you know? Like, yeah, when we were together, he was awesome. And to be fair to most men, most men are. But then so, again, I mean, he did love his daughter. See, he was, uh, he's a daughter guy, you know? Uh, but that's the difference, the force between being a mother. You're forced to do it. You know, you have to have this baby alive. You have to do what you have to do. Okay. Versus like a male, it's a choice. So I get it. Yeah, I well, I mean, a newborn baby's head is very scary. It's so soft and squishy. That's what and I'm saying. Yeah, you're... Yes. 
I drop my phone constantly. Drop a baby, it's over. I'm still scared to hold out a newborn baby. I didn't hold my best friend's baby, Brenda. I was too scared. I said, not against your baby, but I'm just very scared. I know that both of you said, well, very different circumstance in the dad taking responsibility or not. Um, and then one argument I've heard from, you know, my conservative friends, which are all my friends, um, <laughs> is, you know, if the mom is taking six weeks off, why does the dad have to? I agree. I Also, my friend Mike rang on that talking point like a motherfucker. He's like, all I said after that was, isn't the whole fucking point of human existence to procreate? To quite literally create another life? That's literally your, the reason biologically you were created on Earth. Like, And we have countries all over the world, even our Canadian neighbors, that give their citizens much more time to be able to bond with their children when they arrive like to the Earth. you know. And I guess like from our young naive anarchistic like socialist point of views you know like with stalin playing in the background right now like that doesn't sound so bad i don't know doesn't sound so bad huh like listening about how americans work some of the most hours like almost like as much as japanese and south koreans and then like hey, it doesn't sound so bad I, like maybe like ask for some time off when your children are born i think it, i think that's a point but like i said i think that it has to also be like it should be used for the right reasons. I think. Rach, I'm sorry about like your terrible baby daddy, but just because he was a terrible person, no, I mean, I think you should take that privilege away from other no, citizens. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, as long as like that's drilled in, like, hey, you know, you, this is a time that you should use for your kids, and I think that's freaking amazing. I think that's great, and I think it should be used. But like I said, it should definitely be considered like in a man's mind like hey this is why i'm off and this is what i should be doing and then i think that's freaking wonderful so so what is the ideal male for you guys then for like there's a there's a need to be a a daddy in your guys life like you know like a male figure i guess because i mean you guys are strong independent yourselves right are you putting your application well no i'm talking wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute hold on hold on Oh, wait a minute. I do. I first off, I I have a history. I love mothers. All my friends can can contest to that. He loves himself and that's Oh, they. God bless. But as I was, I was as I was saying. I feel like with males, they have a lot of examples for like that male role model, that James Dean, that cool guy, that leather jacket. But with females, like, there's not that much role models to look up to, like, you know? Who, Amelia Earnhardt, who got kidnapped by the Japanese flying over the seas? I don't know who that is. Amelia Earnhardt? The first woman to fly around the world. You see what I mean? We need more role models, female role models here. Yeah, I would say. No, but uh, even though my mom was a single mom, my dad moved away. I still, my dad is my best friend. I love him to death. Like even though he wasn't around that much, like now, like huh, I couldn't live without him. So like, there is good role models for dads. Like I love my dad. Yeah, I would agree. I was gonna say I can't really relate okay. to that. <laughs> I, I, I don't even. I think uh, I was what three, four since my mom and him separate, and I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I think that's a good like um, thread to go down though. Like what. Like, say, try to put yourself in the mindset of your own young version at age 10, 12, 15, maybe even younger than that. 
do you guys have any prominent role models, whether that be aunts, uncles, some person you saw on television, a superhero that you thought, oh, well, I really look up to this person for that reason. Do you like do you guys have any like prominent female role models that stick out in, in your head like uh, Philip was uh, trying to ask about here? Just my mom, to be honest. Just your mom? Okay. Just my mom. She was very independent. She was very strong. And she always kept going no matter what. You know, and, you know, like Adriana said, even without... And an amazing cook. True. Even without knowing English, she didn't even know how to drive either. But she made it to work every single day. So she is my biggest role model. Growing up, she was not my role model. But <laughs> now, all right. Like, now I get it. I get it. Are you more sympathetic now that, like, you know, your mom wasn't the best that she could have been? And no no harm or follow on her, but are you trying to live up to her mistakes, I guess? No, 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 no. So my mom's just kind of like a boss bitch. Like, I, don't, I really don't know how to say it any other way. She's just like, she's blunt. Right? She's, blunt she's cutthroat. Like, she's, she's just about her shit. Like, nothing else matters. But, like, what's going to get her through the end of the day? And so, I mean, that's what makes me, like... I damn Gigi you know like she packs some heat but at role model wise I've never owned a poster in my life I've never like I don't know like when it comes to that stuff I guess I've just never really looked up to a person I've just kind of been the type of person just like all right like next day focus on yourself yeah definitely my next question wait uh oops Adriana A-Rod A-Rod has the answer no it's fine I'm just looked over (laughs) no go ahead (laughs) No, my mom is my only role model because she's, like, tough and she's still super emotional and she's so kind to everyone. Like, everyone that knows my mom, they'll be like, oh, your mom is the nicest. I was going to say, my I'm mom's like, kind of the really same way. She... Okay. No, she's really nice and she's the best person I know. She's my best friend and I share everything with her and same, we're, same. she's my best friend. That's just it. You know? I was like, growing up, my friends would call my mom mom. You know, they would come over and be like, hey, mom. You know, I just I've always understood the way me and my mom see things is like at the end of the day, who else do you have except each other? You have your mom and you. And that's because, I mean, you know, I my dad was out of the picture when I was like 13, which I think was the most important age for a female. Because, you know, that's when like guys I got to know him. That sounds like And I was a daddy's girl at some point. But then he was gone, and to this day, I I haven't seen him in six, seven years now. So, but she's my best friend, and that's whoever, that's who I have at the end of the day, no matter what. Doesn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Applause for that, ladies and gentlemen. A round of applause there. Let's end on some some pretty high notes. Uh, what do you want your kids to remember you by? Like, you know, you hope that you, you know, die before your kids, obviously. Like, everybody hopes for that. You know, exactly. Uh, this is, no. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, yeah, what do you hope your kids remember you by? Like, maybe, not. you don't even have to die. You can just be, you moved away, and then it's like, or they moved away. You like, know my I mean? father, so I remember him digging, for being a drunk. Like, little things like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And he's not dead. Yeah. And he's not dead. I'm here. <laughs> exactly. I don't need therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how would you, let's start with Gloria. How would you hope your two kiddos remember you by? I want to say my, my commitment to them, meaning 
um, kind of like I mentioned before, I will go in and work early. I'll stay late. I'll do whatever it takes, but I will make it to that field trip. I will make it to that concert, that volleyball, soccer game, you know, and I don't know. I To have them know that I was always there, like no matter what, and to always seek the opportunity, you know, growing up and stuff. Um, my mom obviously couldn't take us very many places or anything like that. So I want them to know that there's a lot more to the world and to seek all the opportunities. Yeah, not only being physically, but like also mentally present. Just like, oh, I'm not just, you know, here tired. Like I'm here supporting you or I'm here paying attention or whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> uh, what about Rachel? What do you want your two kiddos to remember you by? I feel conceited when I talk about that. Kind of no, feels weird. No, I, I already conceited. know my answer, and I don't even have kids well, yet. You no. better feel conceited. You almost died. I mean, if you can't brag about it, and like your, your C-sections, bro. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit! Let's let's skip over this because y- like, y'all don't even want to know. <laughs> no, no, actually, like. Um. <laughs> you know where they moved away and then they get asked like, oh what was your mom like i think of like my ability to like care and forgive to be honest like um doesn't matter who you are like i'm always gonna care no matter even if i barely know you and you call me and you need something like i'm the type of person who's always gonna do it regardless and even if you've hurt me into like any level it doesn't matter to me like i'm always gonna be that bigger person and even though sometimes it screws me over um I like I learned that from my dad and like not my mom but I learned that one from my dad and like just how good he makes other people feel I just like I love watching that and I hope that my kids like learn to like love freely and forgive freely like I do because honestly it saved me so much pain and have spot happiness to other people and I just hope they're able to do that as well because I feel like it's something that a lot of people aren't able to do yeah it's it's about uh A-Rod, what about you? I don't have kids yet, but this might be a really cliche answer, okay? So, I think I've always very I've always worked very hard to follow my dreams, and I hope my kids know that. Okay. I worked very hard to follow my dreams, and I hope they know that they I can mean, also work very hard to follow their dreams. A teenage mom and stuff like that, you know, anything's I possible now. My ass off to finished high school and to be on the honor roll and stuff like that and even after having kids and stuff I still went to college worked my 40 hours so I I want them to see that anything is possible and I have shown them that it is you know yes that's uplifting if honestly if I could say anything to my future children or a message don't get used to it don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Always. Growth is never I was gonna say, always be, always have that little <laughs> bit of ambitious. Your ass is out at eighteen, boy. You better pack your bags, Johnny. I don't get it. I'm not paying for your mullet no more. <laughs> That's why we. Uh, that's why we can pay no dollars for this. No idea. Where Welcome back, from. folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, a very 
a very uh, yeah just like pull. i mean i know it's a mother's day i know it's a mother's day thing but like kind of coming at you guys like what do you want to be remembered for what do i remember by my mom uh super hard work or what do you value most in your mom yeah she was uh she was the shit look at like at the moment it means like a lot when they're like not being like mentally present you know when they're kind of like checked out like you're like what the fuck you know like why aren't they paying attention but like the older i've gotten and the more i realize like you know like we were saying it earlier like it's it's really not their fault like they had a lot on their plate but you know at my age um they were about to have their third child and you know their first one being a handful which was me uh you kind of i am the oldest yeah and i was like a fucking mess you know you ruined it for the other two yeah, no, like, actually, like, I, you know, I was very fidgety, like, yeah. a lot of issues that I'm still trying to work on now. Um, but, yeah, no, like, <laughs> she, she deals with it on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, so I would, the the w- way I remember my mom the most is just, like, super hardworking, like, working 40 to 50 hours a week and then coming home and still making a full meal. So it's, like, that shit ain't easy. Like, I'm trying to do that shit now, and I'm, like, how the fuck did she do it? And, like, still go to the gym and still, like, to this day, she's, like, 48. And she's still, like, working out and cooking every day. And it's, like, God damn. Like, I'm having a hard time doing it. And I'm 26. Like Goes how, to church more than you. Yeah, goes to church once a week. Like, it's just nuts. And, you know, yeah, I admire that a lot about her. Yeah, she is. She's She really did it all. And I remember I, I never thought about it until, like, it happened. But I had a friend at 8 years old, like, just hanging out at my house and then my mom was making dinner like and for me i thought it was just like a normal thing because you grow up with it and she was making dinner one night and she was just making like picadillo which is like a very simple but awesome like stew slash soup with like ground beef and potatoes and carrots and she goes oh you know like do you want to eat before you go home and homeboy ate two plates like he ate that shit up and even the next day he was like damn like that was that food was so good. I think some people just take that for granted. And I fucking did. And like, I truly did. And I didn't think about it and until like, you left a little too hard. That, was a, that, wasn't supposed to, that wasn't supposed to be that way. But no, I, I truly did take it for granted. We're like fighting my tonight, guys. <laughs> so let's everyone on the podcast know that we are fighting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother cooks every day and like, you know, she passed it on to my mom and then my mom kind of passed it on to me. (laughs) 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 And no, it's just sick. Like, you know, she was a great cook and she's an awesome person. And, you know, we might not understand each other all the time, but keep going. Keep going. Yeah, please please keep keep comparing your mom. He doesn't segment. want me to make Mexican food around the house. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> but when he's at his mom's house, he eats like he hasn't ate for days. I'm like, homeboy, do you want me to make you Mexican food? Because I can. I know how to make things. No, it's because it's like a, you know, Mexican food isn't that healthy. And I try to be very health conscious. So I just want to say that. It is. It can be, but it's usually not. Exactly. No, like, but Luis will eat like he has not ate for days. <laughs> that's how I always eat. That's the best food I've ever had. I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, what about the salmon we just had? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just always eat. Like, I'm a big eater. So, I mean, which she is, is you know. Best. What about uh, Zumba Mom? Uh, um, Zumba Mom? 
Uh, Zumba mom, I mean, like, what can I say? Um, she's been a hustler for as long as I've known her. Um, like, personally, if I could say, like, she instilled, like, one extremely, I guess, um, important value to me would be, like, a love of learning. Like, I would say uh, my, like, uh, like almost, like, annoyance of music kind of came from her where i i'll like listen to music here and there but it'll be like two three hours a week like and i'll I'll listen to audiobook like almost like 20 almost 30 hours a week um but yeah like whenever i'm driving i'm i'm either listening to a book listening to a podcast um like i just like i would say that that definitely came from her because like like ever since I remember, I remember her uh, doing similar habits, um, like always listening to whether that be like self-improvement stuff, um, even like sometimes biblical stuff, like just n- just like not the ordinary, you know, like she was always a little bit eccentric that way. She wasn't like like your average Mexican mom who would like fit into like a certain role and stereotype and did things a certain way like she always kind of like um walked to the beat of her own drum and i can definitely respect that um if you guys wrote a book what are the about your mother what would the last page say i can go first because a-rod actually asked me this is a journal prompt that a-rod found and then she asked me and uh the thing that i said was i forgive you because you know as a teenager it affected my mental health a lot of like them not always be in there but now that i'm a lot older and you know the question is if you wrote a book about them what would the last page say and mine would just be like you know what like they they did a shit ton like i i forgive them for not always being there ladies how about yourself what would your mother's book say i'm grateful (laughs) i'm grateful for the life that you gave me with what you had just like the last page, like you just mean like the ending quote. Like the last sentence. Paragraph the sentence. The last sentence. On the book. Paragraph sentence. <laughs> I did it without you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have a talk after this. <laughs> um, I know. Because of you, I'll always stand. All right. I'll just say that my mom's, I mean, she's my soulmate. You know, that's it. That's it. I even texted her just now to tell her that. I'm like, you're my best friend, and I hope you know that. You're like, lame. <laughs> she's my best friend. No, no, you're, I love her. You know, like I said, your mom, is, your mom is very cool, and she's been, you know, obviously a big help. And, like, you know, with everybody, like, you, you're, when you get, not, I wouldn't say when you get with somebody, but when you start dating somebody, you don't just start dating them. You suddenly, like, it's it's a whole family affair, and, so uh, in order to, to end this, um, you know, I did want to end on a very positive note and say, uh, you know, send a message to your mother through the podcast. So, um, Juan, do you want to go first? What's up, Mama Bear? Te quiero mucho. Thank you for always putting me to bed at night. Persinandome. La sana sana colita de rana. Appreciate it all. Thank you very much. Also, love the shit out of your chicken salad. Thank you. No, no. Fuck Alfredo. Stop buying that shit. <laughs> uh, Gloria? It's ba- yeah, absolutely. We're gonna. You can show this to your mom. 
Mami, te quiero un montón, no, no. Gracias por siempre estar a mi lado, en las buenas y en las malas, y por ser mi mejor amiga toda mi vida. Te quiero mucho. Rachel? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's message to my mom. Like, I love you. I think you're amazing. And I'm glad I'm your daughter. Mommy, I want you to know that I love you and I'll always support you and I'll always have your back. Into your former self, what would you tell yourself? Have lots of patience. You know, patience is key with children. Um, and just have fun with them. Try to get into their world instead of you trying to have them come into yours or forcing them to be, you know, mini adults. You know, always, always listen to them because you can actually learn a lot from your kids. The opposite. Tell me you're going to say that. <laughs> She's going to be like, they need to get hit more. <laughs> Parents are not hitting their kids enough That's nowadays. Not true. I'm actually like, I actually love being a mom. That's actually not true. Like, I'm a hard ass and like, I make a lot of jokes. But at the end of the day, like, I love just chilling with my kids. It's like, that's what I do. Um. No, what I would say is, yo, it flies. I know everybody says like time flies, but it really does. Like every moment you're in, even if it's a bad moment, like even if you're in that like terrible twos or your kid's just being a brat, like it's so fleeting and it's so temporary. So just like take that moment, take a breath and just be like, enjoy, enjoy yeah, enjoy the moment. Or just like be like, hey, like if someone, if the kid's freaking out, like, they're emotionally overwhelmed. It's never because a kid is never out to get you. You know what I mean? Like take a breath and be like, okay, so why are they feeling this way? And how can I help? Do they just need a minute of quiet? Do they just need this? Because it's never vind like vindictive, vindictive. And that's why I say like put yourself in their world. Yeah, it's just like, it's so simple, but so difficult. But like just, it's simple. Like kids just want to be loved and want to feel that love and... They're happy with you no matter what you do. You know, just be with them. You know, quality time. Yeah, and just love it because it flies. No, it's beautiful. Um, everybody, thanks so much for listening. And happy Mother's Day. Call your mother, send them a gift card. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>